0: Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. Gentlemen, you and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, you refuse to allow him to take the win. And today we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to the front line.
1: Attack
0: the objective. Well, hey, gentlemen, and welcome back to another
1: episode of the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men. My name is Matt Noel, and I appreciate you tuning in today. And like always, thank you. I think I say that every time I start a podcast that I appreciate you because I do. If if, if there was no listeners, then it would be pointless to record a podcast. But I thank the Lord that there are listeners out there who... Um, listen to what I have to say, and I pray that you find encouragement and strength from the podcast. Um, hope you're doing well. It's January 31st, man. I can't believe tomorrow is February 1st. Where did the first month of 2024 go? I'm glad I've been nailing every week a podcast. That is my plan. I said that at the beginning of the year that I want to. It's my it's my intent. It's my desire to record a podcast once a week, and um, So far, so good. So (laughs) I got through January okay with that goal. You know, oftentimes in the new year you make these goals, and uh, you know it doesn't last very long. But I succeeded for a month straight. (laughs) There's some other things in my life I gotta, you know, get back into good routine and habits. On Uh, one of them being my workout routine. I um, I was in a good routine then a few months ago life happened and. Uh, I allowed some things to throw me off of my my exercise routine, and yet I said I allowed because there's no real excuse for it, um, and I have to get back into that. I'm feeling the negative effects of losing that time of exercise in the morning. I'm not trying to be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger that's long gone in this man's life, but I do want to stay healthy and feel good and feel strong and um yeah i do know that i got to get back into that so that's next on my list of goals i got to get just get back into it and 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 how am i going to do it how am i going to do it where am I? I just got to start i just got to do it i just got to start and it's on me it's on me there's no other there's no excuse it's not anybody anyone else's fault it's on me and so that's something i got to get into a nice routine with but i've succeeded this month on the podcast so i'll take it an A for effort. I uh, just want to let you know that we do a frontline. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, welcome. And we, I have a frontline men's prayer group. Uh, it's uh, free to sign up. And it's once a week, every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'd love to have you join in for our time of prayer. Um, and uh, we just meet together, men from all over the world, and uh, meaning those men from different countries. And uh, we join in and we pray. And obviously that's what I mean from all over the world. But we we join in, we pray, we share burdens, we share prayer requests, um, we share uh, prayer answers to prayer, testimonies of what God has been doing. And it's a very encouraging time. So I encourage you to make the effort. Some of you have reached out to me and said, I want to join and then I don't see you show up. And again, I'm not telling you that as you know a condemning way but I'm saying come on you know let's 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 join in let's join in and pray because the enemy will try to stop you man from joining in and he'll distract you and make you busy and I really believe that prayer has to be a priority. And so um, I'm preaching to myself as well, but I encourage you join in. If, you, if you're if you interested in joining, go to my website frontlineman.ca and you can sign up right from the website on the men's prayer group. Also check it out. I would encourage you if you want, if you like hoodies and t-shirts and hats, um, I got a, mer- a merch page now, a store that you can buy things on my website as well. Check that out. And also I'm offering uh, one-on-one men's coaching now. I've been sharing, I launched this a few weeks ago and I already have two men who are interested. So if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, it's an hour long session on Zoom. Go to my website frontlineman.ca slash coaching. You'll see it there and it tells you all about it. And if you're interested, you can sign up for a free 15 minute intro, uh, intro uh, call and we'll get that process going as well. Um, Also, if you need prayer requests, you can throw your prayer requests in at me from the website and you can reach me at uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, and on YouTube at FrontlineMan613. I'm also on X, formerly known as Twitter, at FrontlineMan613 as well. So uh, I think that's all I wanted to say at the beginning of this podcast, but I'd love to connect with you and, uh, and also, if you feel led by God to uh, donate to the podcast, if you've been blessed by the, the ministry of the podcast, you can also donate um, on the frontlineman.ca as well. So I believe that's all there was I wanted to say. Um, I hope that you are just continuing to stand strong in your faith, gentlemen. And, uh, and just know that you're not alone, okay? I'm standing alongside of you. And if you need anything, any prayer requests, just be, make sure to get that into me so I, can, I have a, a, a list that I'm uh, making up now of, of men who have emailed prayer requests in. So if you need prayer, let me know and I'll be praying for you. Uh, with saying all that, let's get right into today's topic, gentlemen.
0: All right, all right, all right. Let's see what we've got. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, Beth.
1: On today's topic, we are talking about. You already know what I'm gonna say because you read the title before you push play. <laughs> but when a man needs to shut up. <laughs> Yo, did Matt just tell me to shut up? No, I'm not telling you to shut up, but there are times where you and I need to shut our mouths. We're talking too much right am I alone <laughs> so we're talking about that when a man needs to shut up okay we're going to start right into the scriptures here in the book of James it talks about the tongue it talks about what we allow to come out of our mouths okay this is an important topic gentlemen that you need to take seriously that I need to take seriously of what are we allowing to come out of our mouths what words are we speaking Okay. There have been times in my life where because of anger or frustration, I have allowed words of the cuss type to come out of my mouth and immediately I regret it and I say, Lord, forgive me. I don't want to use words like that. There have been times where I use words to speak wrongfully of somebody and I had to repent And at times I've had to ask people to apologize. uh, uh, I had to apologize to people, ask people to forgive me for words that I have said wrongfully. Okay? Whether they're wrong words, whether it's in a wrong tone, you know, your volume's too high and it shouldn't be, that kind of thing. That's what we're talking about when a man needs to just shut up. Okay? James chapter three, we're going to read verses three, uh, excuse me, verses two to 10. We all stumble in many ways. That's the first six words of that passage. Aren't you encouraged already knowing that James is like, we all stumble in many ways, right? We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal a world of evil among the parts of the body it corrupts the whole body sets the whole course of one's life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell pretty pretty strong language in reference of your tongue and my tongue All kinds of animals, verse seven birds and reptiles and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, it is, excuse me, it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in the image of God. Out of the same mouth, comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Amen? (laughs) Out of the same tongue comes praise to our God and cursing of other people. Our brothers, this should not be. That's all found in the book of James. Now, our tongue taught in the book of James, our tongue is like a bit in a horse's mouth. Our tongue is like a rudder on a massive ship. And our tongue is like a spark that makes a massive forest fire. Our tongue, our words, what we speak, something so small, gentlemen, can do massive things of great harm and great destruction. Our tongue, something so small, can make such devastation. Amen? Think about it. The bit. Let's talk about the bit. It talks about that in the Bible. The bit that goes in the horse's mouth, it's about five or six inches long. It weighs only about two pounds and this little bit inside the, the, the mouth of a you know 1,200 pound horse can determine you know, the direction of that horse. It controls that horse. Something so small controls something so powerful and large, that being a horse. We think about the rudder, right, on a massive cruise ship. Something so small. In fact, the Titanic was seventy-eight feet long, and millions of one hundred fifteen million pounds was the Titanic. Excuse me, the rudder. My, I got those numbers messed up. the The Titanic is eight hundred and eighty feet long. Okay, some of you are thinking, dude, the Titanic was not seventy-eight feet. <laughs> Okay, I got my numbers mixed up. The Titanic was 880 feet in length. Okay, that's massive. Okay, and cruise ships today are way bigger than that. But the (laughs) Titanic, focus, Matt. The Titanic was 880 feet long, and the rudder on the Titanic was 78 feet in length, and it was in total control of that massive ship of where it went. Think about it. Like 78 feet is long, but in compared to 880 feet long, it's just a small rudder that completely controlled where that ship went. A spark, a small spark from a fire can set hectares and miles of trees on fire, and the fire from that little spark can destroy everything in its path. That that little spark can create a massive forest fire. And destroy everything in its path. Excuse me. I had a little bit of a struggle there for a few minutes of talking. I apologize. And God says that our tongue, gentlemen, is like our bit, our rudder, our spark. Our tongue controls us. Like that rudder controls the boat. Like a spark controls a fire. Like the bit controls a horse. Our tongue controls us if we don't control it. Your tongue, gentlemen, will control your life if you don't control your tongue. This is what the Bible teaches us. Our tongue controls the direction of our lives if we don't control it. Our tongue will destroy everything in its path if we don't control our tongues. It's absolutely true. Again, James 3, verse 7 to 8 says all kinds of animals and birds and reptiles and sea creatures are being tamed by people, but no human being can ever tame the tongue. It is restless, evil, full of deadly poison. Okay. The tongue cannot be tamed. It cannot be tamed. No matter how hard you try, I'm gonna I'm gonna use no wrong words. Or wrong speech. I'm not going to gossip this week. I'm not going to talk bad. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to murmur. I'm not going to cuss all week long, all month long. And you do it for maybe an hour, right? It's true. The tongue cannot be tamed like an animal. As an example, we have a little dog. His name is Ollie. And uh, he's a little, about nine, 10 pound, uh, Shih Tzu, uh, Yorkie mix, really cute dog. He's about six months old. And, uh, and he, he, he's tamed. I mean, even as a, as a puppy, he he's very tame. You know, he's not a threat in our home. We're not, we're not nervous of Ollie. Okay. Sometimes he can nibble a little, a little, little much, but uh, we're not, he's not a threat. We're not, you know, afraid of Ollie. He He's a tamed animal. You know, we let him run wild around the house. Like he just, you know, he, he goes where he wants to go and he's great. You know, sometimes he'll rip up a, a, a shoe or a, you know, he likes underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he likes toilet paper from the bathroom floor if anybody you know missed the garbage can or whatever but uh but all other than that he's great he can go Free from the home, we're not we're not worried about our dog. Now, if we had a, an alligator or a crocodile in our home, uh, you can be sure we're not just going to let that thing run wild through our home. Uh, that thing, you know, it's not tame. It's a wild animal. It can't be tamed like a dog can be tamed, right? Or a cat. That thing needs to be controlled and caged up, right? You you, you don't let uh, an alligator run wild through your house like you do a little Shih Tzu dog. Right, because it's not tamed, and and that's the same as our tongue. Our tongue needs to be controlled, like that crocodile, or else it's gonna just just destroy everything in its path. If a crocodile runs through the house, it's gonna destroy everything and everyone in its path. Like everybody will be dead, you know. Every couch will be eaten, all the chairs, all the food in the fridge will be destroyed and and devoured. That house is gonna be destroyed by a crocodile, and the same is with our tongue. It can't be tamed, and so it has to be caged up. It has to be controlled, gentlemen. We must control our tongues. Now, some of you might be saying, oh, Matt, you know, I'm good. I'm good. My speech is really good. A wholesome speech only comes from my mouth. You know, I got the Holy Ghost, right, I, Matt? You know, I don't know what is inside of you, brother, but but what comes out of my mouth is fed by the Holy Ghost. I right, praise God, praise God for the Holy Spirit. Yes, Amen. We want to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, Amen. But we we don't we don't have that opinion where it's like, no, 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 not not me. This doesn't affect me. It it affects every single person, every single Christian, every single man, woman, boy, girl, every single human being. Our tongues cannot be tamed. And we have to control them. Right? It says in the book of James that the tongue, if it's not controlled, will corrupt the whole body and set the whole course of one's life on fire. And it is set on fire by hell itself. Okay? Our tongues are evil and they cannot be tamed. They must be controlled. We praise God out of the same mouth that we gossip about people of. We praise God and worship Jesus out of the same mouth that we cuss people out on the 401 or on the highway, right? Whatever you, Wherever you are, you need to be aware that your tongue must be controlled. And this is why we're talking about there are times that we need to shut our mouths, just shut up. Matthew, Noel, shut up. Why are you talking? Why are you talking about that person? Why are you talking in that manner? Why are you saying those words? Why are you using that tone of, of, of you know the volume of your voice? Why are you using that language, Matt? Matt, shut up. Shut up. Why are you speaking those words of doubt, those words of unbelief? Matt, shut up. We're talking about when a man needs to shut up. And this goes for every single one of us, gentlemen. If we are not careful, words will come out of our mouths that will peel paint off of a wall, right? It's true because you can't tame it. It's set on fire by hell. Your tongue is not pure. Your tongue is not tame. Your tongue is a wildfire wanting to destroy everything in its path. This is why we must control it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Now we can all be guilty, of using our tongue wrongfully because, like I said, they can't be tamed. They must be controlled. And the Bible, gentlemen, has lots to say about our words. There's so many Bible verses that we're gonna look at right now that talk about our words, that talk about the words that come out of our mouths, our speech, okay? So let's look at that. Ephesians chapter four, verse 29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Right? In other words, don't let that wild animal out of the cage. Don't let that crocodile out of the cage, right? Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. I have failed in that area. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, my both of my hands are up, okay? I have failed I have allowed at times, as a Christian, as a pastor, as a husband, as a dad, as a man of God, I have allowed unwholesome words to come out of my mouth. And the Bible teaches in Ephesians 4, 29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful. (laughs) How are you doing right there, gentlemen? You doing good in that? Is everything that comes out of your mouth just helpful? You know? You cuss somebody out? Are they saying, thank you, that was so helpful? You mumble and grumble and complain and people around you like your family are just feeling so thankful for the help that you've just given them? (laughs) I don't think so, right? But we we are urged in scripture here not to let unwholesome talk come out of our mouths, but only what is helpful for building each other up. According to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. God wants us to use our words to build each other up. I want the words on this podcast to be not condemning, not guilt tripping, not shaming, not, you know, not faithless and 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 perverted and worldly. I want the words that come out of my mouth as I record this podcast to be wholesome and to be words that build you up, gentlemen. I want my words to build people up. I want to use words that will build my wife up. I want to use words that will encourage and build up my children. I want to use words that will encourage people on the job, people in my my church people in my family I don't want my words to bring them down I don't want my words to discourage people and I've been guilty of that I want to use my words the way that God wants me to use my words to be wholesome and to be encouraging and life-bringing and life-giving and building one another up amen that's how I want to use my words that they would benefit those I want people to benefit by the words that come out of my mouth Am I always great at that? No, I'm not. But that is what I desire, amen? So I want to ask you a question. Are your words helpful to people? Are the conversations that you are having in your life right now, are they building others up or are they pulling people down? Are they destroying the reputation of people at your workplace, in your family? Are your words destroying the reputation of people or are they building them up? This is very serious. Are the words that are coming out of your mouth profane, malicious, rude, crude, false, perverted, accusatory, misleading? If so, that's not the way that God wants us to use our words. Amen, it's true. And we're all guilty of it. Listen to how God wants our words to be used, okay? These are the kind of words, I'm gonna read it to you. It's from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24. Listen to this, there's two words here that, Explain the words that God wants us to come out of our mouth. Okay. It says Proverbs 1624. Gracious words are a honeycomb. So what words do, does God want coming out of our mouths? Words of grace, words of blessing, words of life, right? Words of truth, words of hope, words of love. Right? Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul. And healing to the bones. Okay, let me read that again. Proverbs 16, 24. Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. So listen, are you speaking honey about people, right? Gracious words are like a honeycomb. So are you speaking words of honey to people? Are you? Are you speaking words of honey with people on the job, people in your family? Are your conversations making honey? Or bee stinger venom, right? Those are our two options. The words we speak can be like honey for people to enjoy, sweet, enjoyable, life giving, right? Pleasant. Or our words can be like venom, poison, right? Honey or poison. What words are coming out of your mouth and what are your words producing? Are your words producing honey? like a honeycomb, or venom, like what comes out of a bee stinger or a scorpion, right? Those are the options. And there have been many times where I've produced words of honey, and I've also produced words of venom, poison, and it's hurt people. It's hurt my wife. It's hurt my kids. And it hasn't produced life, and it doesn't represent Jesus I want the words of my mu- that come out of my mouth to be wholesome and life-giving, like honey, not poison. Amen? Now, words, gentlemen, have always mattered to God, okay? They've always mattered to God. Look at one of the laws that were given to Israel in Exodus 23, verse 1. You must not pass along false rumors. You must not cooperate with evil people by lying on the witness stand. So God's people... At times, we're spreading rumors and lies, and God told them, you must not do this. Don't spread false rumors and lies. And he says to them, you must not cooperate with evil people who are speaking false rumors and lies. God calls lying and spreading rumors evil. Notice that you must not cooperate with evil people who were lying and spreading false rumors. God calls lying and spreading rumors evil, okay? And I will go as far to say, gentlemen, and what I'm about to say sounds harsh, okay? But it's true. It's true. According to the Bible, lies and rumors are satanic. Lies and rumors have nothing to do with God. Lies and rumors and gossip and accusation are all works of the devil. They are all works of Satan, not of God. God has nothing to do with lies. God has nothing to do with gossip and accusation. Those are all satanic. And God tells us in the Bible to have nothing to do with evil people that talk this way. This is very, very serious. Listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 8 regarding Satan. He calls Satan in John chapter 8 the father of lies. And so lies spoken always come from from Satan. Absolutely. When we lie, it's a work of Satan. Every time that you've been tempted to tell a lie to cover up something, that's not God the Holy Spirit. That's evil spirits encouraging you to lie. Oh, just cover up the truth. Just, you know, brush it under the rug. You know, cover it up. What's a little white lie? You never heard of that? Oh, I just told a little white lie. I just told a fib. There's no such thing as a fib. A lie is a lie is a lie. And it's evil. It's demonic. It's, sat- it's satanic. It's full of darkness and poison. Lies and rumors. They are a work of evil. And I know right now that sounds kind of harsh, but we need to understand. We don't think about this very often. We don't think about our words as I don't. I know I don't. I don't think about my words as much as I need as I, as I should. I don't think about what comes out of my mouth as much as I should. I don't remember how serious God takes evil words coming out of, out of our mouths. In the Bible, it matters to God, and it should matter to me, and it should matter to you what comes out of your mouth. And God says, don't cooperate with evil regarding lies and false rumors. Listen to Proverbs chapter 25, verse 18. Telling lies about others is as harmful as hitting them with an axe. Telling lies about other people is as harmful as hitting them with an axe, wounding them with a sword, or shooting them with a sharp arrow. Look at that. Telling lies about other people. It is more harmful, it's as harmful, the Bible says, as hitting them with an axe, wounding them with a sword, or shooting a sharp arrow at them, right? You would I, I'm sure, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you would never consider in a, in a lifetime going up behind somebody and, and, and smashing their head in with an axe or shooting them with an arrow. I would hope not. But the Bible teaches that what's just as harmful as that is lying about people, Lying about people, spreading false rumors about people. It's just as harmful as smashing their head in with an axe or shooting them with an arrow. And and, I, and we don't think about this very often. But now we are because it's found in the Bible. Gentlemen, I encourage you. We need to, d- to d- determine and discern when we have to shut up and stop talking and allowing poison to come out of our mouths. Amen. Listen to Psalms 34 verses 12 to 14. Does anybody want to live a life that's long and prosperous? That's the first, that's a question. Psalms 34, 12 starts off with a question. My answer to that question is yes, I want to live a life that is long and prosperous. Well, notice what it says. Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. If you want to live a good and prosperous long life, according to the book of Psalms here, then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and works to maintain it. God takes our words seriously here. We all want to live a long life. We all want to live a good life. But those words, those words of evil and lies and destruction and gossip and poison will cause us not to live the life that God wants us to live. It's true. He's like, you want to live a long life? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and telling lies about people. Proverbs 10, verse 18 to 21. Hiding hatred makes you a liar. Slandering others makes you a fool. Slandering others. Talking smack about other people will make you a fool. Slander means making a false spoken statement damaging to a person's reputation. It's when you speak lies to hurt somebody. You tell people about somebody on the job, somebody in your family, oh, did you know this about them? You're ruining their reputation. You're slandering them. You're harming their reputation. And this, according to the Bible, makes you a fool, gentlemen. Proverbs 10, verse 19. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. There it is right there. Proverbs 10, 19. Keep your mouth shut. Right? So what I'm talking about today is biblical. Okay? When a man needs to shut up, it's right there. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. The words of the godly are like sterling silver. The heart of a fool is worthless. The words of the godly encourage many. Are your words encouraging people? The words of the godly will encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense. Proverbs 16, 27 and 28. Uh, scoundrels create trouble. Their words are a destructive blaze. There it is again. The Bible is is linking a blaze of fire with words, just like it did in James. Their words are a destructive blaze. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife and gossip. Right, just going around troublemaking. You know, planting words of, of of gossip over here, words of gossip over there. Picking up their smartphone, posting on Instagram or or Facebook or Twitter, and they're and they're posting words of of slander and gossip and strife. Right, they're planting seeds. They're they're being troublemakers. Right, understand. Words aren't just what comes out of your mouth. Words are what you're typing on your socials as well, gentlemen. And a troublemaker plants seeds of strife and gossip and it can separate the best of friends. Our words matter and gossip is a massive one. Gossip is a massive one. God hates gossip. God absolutely hates gossip. He hates when we lie about people. He hates when we, you know, put down somebody's reputation. We talk bad about them, wrongfully about them. God God hates it and God won't stand for it. He won't allow it to continue. Gossip means casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people, typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. Hey, did you hear what brother said? Did you hear what sister said? Oh boy, Right, a lot of times people will say, "Hey, listen, I heard you know so and so is really struggling in their marriage. You know, they're they're considering di- divorce. You know, in the church, they're talking like this. We need to pray for them." And, and it's just gossip. It's gossip. Our our evil intentions, our evil tongue. It just spreads lies and gossip, and it can happen to all of us if we don't control it, if we don't just keep our mouths shut when we need to keep our mouths shut. Gossip is absolute poison. It separates the best of friends, the Bible teaches. And gossip can really sound good. Gossip can be satisfying to our flesh, right? You ever feel really good after you just, I just got to get this off my chest. They said this about you. They said this about so-and-so. Ah, I feel better. But not so much, right? It's temporary. Gossip can make us feel better while we tear other people down. And we must not do this. We must guard against gossip. Proverbs 18, verse 8 says, The words of a talebearer. which is a person who spreads gossip, scandals, or rumors, the words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the inmost body, right? These words can sound so sweet. Oh, yes, it sounds so good, but it's poison. It tastes so good, but it's poison. Gossip, lying, you know, putting people's reputation down. It sounds good. It even tastes good. Oh, it feels good in the moment, but it's absolute poison. I wouldn't even, would you even drink a little bit of poison? You know, if I gave you a cup of of Coke, here, here's a ice-cold Coca-Cola, 350 mils of ice-cold Coca-Cola, and here I just put five mils of poison. Would you drink it? Oh, it's okay. It's just a little bit. It's just a little bit. A little bit of poison can't hurt you. It'll kill you. It'll kill you. It absolutely will. A little bit of poison will destroy you a little bit of gossip and lying and cussing out and murmuring and complaining and backbutting and all these things, it's poison. And it can destroy lives. It can destroy marriages. It can destroy families, 100%. Poison spreads through the body. Whether it's your physical body, whether it's your church body, whether it's your family, whether it's people on the job, it absolutely destroys because it's poison and we must guard against it. Proverbs 17, 27 to 28, the one who has knowledge uses words with restraints. We hold back those words. We bite our tongue. We're tempted to get it off of our chest and let it spew out of our mouths, but we are wise because we are restraining our words. We're shutting up. There's wisdom in shutting up. There's wisdom in biting your tongue, gentlemen. The one who has knowledge uses words with restraint, and whoever has understanding is even-tempered. Even fools are thought to be wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. Even fools are thought to be wise, according to the Bible, if they just keep their mouth shut. So maybe right now you're like, yeah, people don't think I'm very wise. Then shut up. How about you start there? Shut your mouth. Stop talking so much. And then people will say, hey, you're actually pretty wise. I, I, don't, I don't hear stupid things coming out of your mouth anymore. But at the end of the day, gentlemen, what it comes down to is we, ne- we need to guard our hearts. Okay? We have to guard our hearts from letting any junk in because as I close this podcast, Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, whatever's in your heart will determine what you say. Jesus said that whatever's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. So if gossip and murmuring and backbiting and slandering and cussing and perverse jokes and crit- critical conversation and remarks about other people, if that's what's coming out of your mouth, it's because it's in your heart. So you need to guard what you allow in your heart, gentlemen. Jesus said, whatever is in your heart will come out of your mouth. It's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. You need to guard your heart. You need to control your tongue. My last verse on this podcast, Proverbs 18, 21. Notice a lot of my passages are from Proverbs because Proverbs is the book of wisdom. And if there's ever an area where we need wisdom, it is with our tongues and what comes out of our mouths. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 18, 21, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Your tongue, my tongue can either bring death or life. Another version of that scripture says that there's death or life in the power of your tongue. So gentlemen, I hope that you're challenged by today's podcast and I would encourage you to stop right now and think about how you've been speaking whether it's with your thumbs on your social platforms, whether it's with words on the job, words on a phone call, words on an email, a text message, we have to really control our tongues and our words and I would say our thumbs. What are you speaking about? What's coming out of your mouths, gentlemen? Is it producing life and honey or death and poison? So I hope that you're challenged, man. I hope that you're convicted by today's podcast. This is a very important topic that we need to understand the Bible teaches so much on. So I appreciate you joining in today. I hope that you're not mad at me and you're like, I'm never joining into the podcast again. I don't think that's going to be the case, but thank you for joining me today. Again, connect with me on social media at FrontlineMan613. Check out my website, FrontlineMan.ca. If you want coaching, coaching, you can check it out on the website. You can hit me up. We can have a free intro call. And uh, feel free, let me know if you want to join the Frontline Men's Prayer every Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I appreciate you. Continue stand strong, standing strong in faith on the front line for the glory of God. And until next time, gentlemen, just keep trusting the Lord, standing strong. We'll see you next time. God bless.
0: Thanks for joining me on The Frontline. We're done here. Time to go. I hope that you were challenged, equipped, and encouraged to remain standing for Jesus, your marriages, your families, and the plans and purposes of God for your life. I am prepared. I'd love to connect with you. Follow the podcast on Facebook
1: and Instagram at The Frontline Man.
0: Follow me and you're in good company.
1: Watch the podcast on YouTube. Watch it. And also email me questions, comments, or prayer requests at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. I just want to talk. One more thing. If you could please leave me a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, this would really help spread the word of the podcast to other listeners around the world.
0: I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure.
1: Until next time, gentlemen, keep standing, keep fighting for the
0: glory of God. We stand ready.